Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 3 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I am chatting with narrator Meg Price. Welcome to the podcast, Meg. How are you doing today? I am so good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a lovely rainy day, but it's all sunshine talking to you, so I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you very much. I wish yeah. I could give you some of my sunshine. It's 80 and sunny here today where I am uh, anyway. <laughs> it, yeah, it was about uh, 90 and sunny just about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. So you just need to wait another 10 minutes and it'll be 90 yeah. and sunny again for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Or here in Florida, we like to go just goes five miles that way. <laughs> so <laughs> It happens. Gotta love Florida. But we're here to talk about you and get to know you better. So why don't we start with telling us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating and how you got started. Sure. So I guess it's a story that I tell (laughs) all the time and I hope people aren't tired of it, but I come from an acting background and a recording background. My parents are both in the recording industry, just not the audiobook industry. And they've been doing that for 30, almost 40 years now. They have a company together outside of their home. And uh, my fondest memories as a kid are sitting in the booth with my mom as she's recording, you know, press one for blah, blah, blah over and over again. Hmm. And then as I got older, older, Older and older, I went to a specialized high school for theater. Uh, and then I went to college for theater for two years and then dropped out because I just didn't feel like it was it was right for me at that mm-hmm. time in my life. And I was reevaluating theater and acting and all of that, and then lost my way a little bit in my early 20s, as one does. And then I was at a job that I absolutely hated and needed to distract myself. So I started listening to audiobooks. And then it just kind of clicked. I was like, why am I not doing this? <laughs> because I come <laughs> from the recording background. I come from the acting background. I was like, why Why didn't I make this connection earlier? And then I just started figuring out how to do it. I used all of my parents' knowledge that I could. So I had a wonderful leg up there and then kind of sort of started. So I've been doing it for four and a half years now. And I just hit my 100 book mark. And I am so happy and blessed and grateful to be in this business. So yeah, that's kind of how I got started. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. I can imagine you sitting on the lap of your mom and going, plus three now. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what we did. I just, you know, they were home all the time. So I was like, I want to help. And so I would sit there and watch her do all of that. I mean, it's the most boring work in the entire world. That's why I was like, I will never do that. But I found audiobooks and I was like, wait a minute, that's something that I can do. So I don't love you, it. Don't you wish that they would have told us when we were like in high school? Hey, you can read books for a living. Just take right. a little bit of acting classes, maybe some vo- you know, vocal coaching. And uh-huh. you, you too can do this. I have been like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. there's just so many, you know, there's so many options. It's like, why in all of the theater and acting classes that I took? I mean, I started taking theater camps when I was like eight years old. Like, why was it never mentioned that? this was an option, you know, I don't know. I don't know why it wasn't, but I'm, I'm glad I found my way here now. So (laughs) kind of makes me wonder if like back in the twenties, when there used to be those radio, you know, shows, right. That conversation was like, how did you get into that? Obviously there wasn't a whole lot of film going. um, So you were doing theater and radio, but you know, yeah, those radio plays. Oh gosh. I love listening to those. (laughs) Yeah. 
I grew up if, if instead of in English, though, mines were like an AM FM kind of a thing because my dad would listen to them in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So those were so I knew, but I again never thought to put two and two together that that could be something that would be a career option for right. you know outside of I don't know maybe famous people. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Outside of like oh, only famous people do that, or oh, only only certain people are able to get into those kinds of things. And I mean, even ten years ago in this industry, it might have been the case. It was a lot harder to break in back then than it is now. Which I'm, I guess, I'm very happy that I broke in when I did. Uh, because I, you know, coaches that I've had and talked to, like how they had to, you know, know the right people and be in the right place to be able to, you know, you had to be in LA or New York to be near a studio. There wasn't the ability to do this at home like we have now. Um, it's just shocking when I've when I've spoken to some of the the ones that are the golden voices and been in the right. industry for years, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I went in and it was into the you know Audible Studios and it, and it used to be a you know another name and I'm going, that's right, stuff like this used to be have to do in actual studios, right? <laughs> they used to have to pay people to travel and room yeah. and board and all of that, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of like how you see on TV where they would have been like, no, do that again. Mm-hmm. And it's spicier tone this time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I remember talking to one of my coaches and she was talking about being in the studio and she was working with a new sound engineer who was not prepped that it was going to be a spicy book. And she <laughs> looks out <laughs> and this guy's face is just beat red because she's just, you know, she's reading through what she has to read and it's a real spicy scene. <laughs> oh, that sounds familiar. He's a, that story. He's a spicy book virgin. So, yeah. was that a, a Lola King? Mm-mm, no. Okay, so, a lot of them have a similar story then. I'm sure they probably <laughs> do. I'm sure they do because these sound engineers, they don't know what they're They're like, yeah, I, I can edit an audiobook. Yeah. And then they go in and they're like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. And, and, well, and that's, you know, part of the conversation too about, you know, now that you've been doing this for a while, the whole blushing thing. But I, that's like when they share it, they always start laughing. I'm like, what story do you got? And that's right. when they share about the engineer who they, they sometimes will look and say the line to them. <laughs> Yeah, boosh red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yep. well, they're mean and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's is that way with anyone. You know, if I tell anyone that I'm an audiobook narrator, they're like, the first question, inevitably, the first question, oh, do you do those kinds of books? And it's some variation of that. Like, do you do spicy books? Do you do <laughs> the naughty books? Do you do any sort of, and it's just so blase for me now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Like what kind what brand would you like? We've got aliens. We've got monsters. We've got billionaires. Like uh, what, what, what do you want? And they just, they don't know how to answer the question. Cause they, I don't know if they just assume that I'm going to get embarrassed about it. And it's like, this is my job and I love my job. And if it's recording a really naughty scene, then that's what I'm doing for the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think sometimes the expectations of what they're either trying to, they, I'm sure many mean well, but at the same time, many of them are like, okay, she really can't really like the job, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to see if you'll say anything, but you're like, no, I like it. So like aliens, uh, with shifters, um, contemporary firefighter. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. All of the above, all in one story. I got you. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm sure because the, when I get asked about like, who have you been talking to? And I'll mention in a couple of names and stuff like that. And they're like, uh, don't you get like 
embarrassed and I'm like no like but do you want some recommendations is that's why you're bringing the conversation because I can like what do you like and then I start listing and they're like oh shit and I'm like oh yeah you don't think I'm gonna go there (laughs) because I will exactly exactly (laughs) so in the four years that you've now been narrating and you've got into coaching and stuff like that what do you think has changed the most or most drastically when it comes to your process compared to when you first started and was being cast in recording versus now? Oh gosh, so many things. I swear, I think, well, I feel like I change and evolve every six months, which is wonderful because that means I'm growing and learning and figuring out new things and, you know, all of that, but it sucks that I have to like do new demos every six months. But (laughs) I think the most, the most significant change within the last like year or so, which I think has really, really boosted my higher ability has been trusting, trusting this story. Um, I've always said, even when I was younger and doing theater and when I thought I wanted to do film, I always said I wanted to tell the stories that needed to be told. That was always what I said. I wanted to tell the stories and, you know, in whatever form that took. And now that I am, and now that I've got wonderful books where I trust the story, which wasn't always the case when I first started. um, Now that I do, it's completely transformed the way that I record. I'm able to breathe life into the story as opposed to trying to make the story into something, if that makes any sense. Like when I first started, I I was trying to make the story into what I wanted it, as opposed to now trusting the story into becoming something more. So I just elevate it and bring it to life, I guess is the best way. So that's the most significant change that I've had um, over the last year, for sure. In doing so, do you find that you're enjoying the whole process more of the narrating plus also when you're doing the prepping knowing where the story's kind of leading to and all that fun stuff because you're also a reader so yes definitely it has it has made the process a lot more enjoyable uh at first I guess I was also recording some stuff I didn't really enjoy which if (laughs) any narrators listening will know that that's it's not fun when you're recording something you don't like but Um, now that I do, and now that I really am figuring out the nuances of each and every story, it just adds more to it. Even if I'm say slightly bored with a story, digging deeper and trying to find those moments makes it more interesting. Even if my mind starts to wander with it, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely. And being, being an avid reader myself, I really am able to take from what I listen to on a daily basis from other narrators. Cause I do listen. It's not, you know, not just reading. I'm, I'm listening to any, anyone and everyone that I can get my hands on to see how they also would say a line and be like, wow, that I would never have said that line that way. And that's an amazing take. And then I can use it the next day, you know? Um, and so I, I love that. I love when I'm able to do that. Yeah. No, there's so many things that goes goes on behind the scenes and we have no places. Yes. We just get the finished product. Right. You know, <laughs> completely tied in the bone and like, oh my God, that sounds so good. Oh, she went there. Okay. Right. You know, she said that. Oh, you know, kind of a thing. Um, yeah. And that takes time and effort on the narrator's part to be able to find those moments because they're not, they're not always super visible. And the ones that are not super visible are the most interesting ones. Um, 
and one of my coaches is absolutely phenomenal at finding those moments. And I just aspire to one day be like her, <laughs> that she can find all of those so super nuanced moments where I'm like, I completely missed that. Thank you for pointing it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it, you know, it is so much work trying to find all of this stuff. When I, again, talk to people after telling them I'm an audiobook narrator, they're like, so how much work is that? And I'm like, it's, it's a lot. Like one hour of finished audio is at a minimum six hours of my time or someone else's time that I pay for, you know? And they just, they're just absolutely shocked that it would take that much time. And they're like, well, how many times do you read the story then? I'm like, a couple, <laughs> a couple times. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's including the, of the prep of, mm-hmm. you know, of finding out, making sure that you have things like accents done. And then oh, even yeah. after the recording editing that you may have to do, because I think sometimes we don't realize that you guys are actually doing a lot of the editing yourselves. You're not yeah. just giving the complete raw file. And by raw file, I mean, you know, the, the line is going like, ah, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And the line is going like, you know what I mean? You leave that mm-hmm. blah, 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 in there. And then the production company, I think is always the assumption or whoever's doing the editing is going to take all that stuff out. But you guys actually go back, which is part of that punch and roll. Yeah. The punch yeah. and roll process, which mm-hmm. I didn't use when I first started. I was like, why would I need to do that? That sounds so dumb. I was so naive. That just, that was, I can't, I, mean, I just kicked myself over and over again for, because I wasted so much time. I mean, every single time that you have to stop and go back and do that, that is five minutes of your time wasted trying to make sure everything flows together. But yeah, now, now we're officially the punch and roll team that happened probably about a year in. I was like, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. <laughs> I went back and looked at the punch and roll and I was like, oh, it's not stupid. Okay, never mind. I understand. But it also means that as I'm recording and trying to find those nuanced moments, I'm also editing at the same time. So I'm doing two things while also trying to listen back to myself to make sure that what came out of my mouth was actually how I intended it to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Again, not always the case. Um, I have some minor dyslexia, so things that come out of my mouth are not necessarily what's on the page. Um, So then I'm (laughs) editing on top of that. (laughs) It's just, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes on in my little booth over here. Mm-hmm. Not to mention sometimes now that a lot of you guys are on social media and doing things either behind the, you know, behind the scenes, giving us a little bit of a blooper or reading a bit of a book. And right. now, now you're editing, narrating and recording. And recording. <laughs> For social yes, media. So pretty faces, which I <laughs> desperately want to be better at. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just. I, I think, yeah, I know a lot of times they're like, oh, you know, they have to be on camera and I'm going, no, no, they don't. We can just look at the mic or, hey, you want to show me the book that you're writing instead? I'll do, I'll take, I'll take that. Yeah. You know, some of you guys are a little bit more incognito or more on the <laughs> private side of things. And because I mean, at the end of the day, we're here for your voice. So, right. So right. that's the main thing, but that's all that uh, matters. Mm-hmm. I could look like a, a, like a troll in my booth and yeah. it wouldn't really matter as long as my voice sounds good. <laughs> well, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that the booth gets so hot, I'm sure you guys could wear a Tyrannosaurus Rex blow up costume. I'm and sure. We wouldn't care. Uh- <laughs> that would be a good thing to do. Definitely. I will run that by my next author and yeah. tell her or him, <laughs> I'm going to wear a dinosaur costume. I'll have to make sure it's a book in wintertime so I don't get too hot. It'll help keep me warm for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, those booths are, I mean, I'm st- one of these days they will invent a way to 
create an AC. Silent um, air. A silent yeah. air of sorts. You silent know? air. I, I am waiting for the day for silent mm-hmm. air. Then yeah. I'm also in a neighborhood. So I am battling lawnmowers and <laughs> leaf blowers <laughs> and weed whackers. And gosh, I just had a day last week where I had three different neighbors mowing and they didn't time it at the same time. So as soon as one stopped, I had about 10 minutes and then another one started. And then I had about 10 minutes and then the other one started. And that's like 20 minutes that they're mowing, which thankfully, you know, we're in the middle of the end of July, I guess now. So, you know, lawn mowing isn't taking too long for people, but yeah. it's still yeah. you know, 20, 30, 60 minutes out of my day that I've had to stop because my neighbors can't coincide their mowing schedules. I know, right? I need to send up like a sign sign up sheet around. <laughs> that I mean, it, sometimes I've wondered if it's just a matter of maybe baking some cookies and knocking on doors saying, hi, I'm a romance, you know, I'm a narrator. I I, I have to record in, in without mowers and other noises. So, know. Um, you know, let me know what your schedule looks like, please. <laughs> right, right, right. Gosh, maybe I, maybe I should, uh, yeah. especially after that last time. I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh yeah. my goodness. I just... I was so over it. So over yeah, it. I know. But then the heat, then the heat on top of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's usually one thing or another. And of course, is your um, booth more a do it yourself, a DIY, or do you have one of those <laughs> brick studios? Oh, one of the fancy ones. No, I am not, not of the fancy ones yet. I have a modified closet that I am in. Um, and because it's got so much sound insulation, stuff like that, it actually makes it hotter in here than if I didn't have what I need the sound insulation, you know, for sound quality purposes. But then it's like, it traps the heat in. Mm -hmm. And then my seat is like a leather seat, like a leather desk chair seat that also traps the heat in. (laughs) It's just one, one thing after another. And I've got a wall. One of my walls is actually an outside wall that has direct sunlight on it all afternoon. Dang. So afternoon sessions don't have a whole ton of clothes and there are some ice packs involved and yeah, to try and try and grin and bear it and Mm -hmm. get through it. (laughs) Yeah. I was, and then if you're reading a a spicy scene on top of that, it just gets really warm in here. Yeah, I have a narrator friend who was in his magic box, as he likes to call it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I started talking to him afterwards and he's like, hold on a minute, I need to uh, rotate this. And I'm like, what are you rotating? And uh, <laughs> he's like, the ice packs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, snap, that's right. Okay. It's, you know, yeah. upper New York there is hot. <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're super toasty up there now too. Mm, yeah. And so now that you've been doing this again for four years, are you still mm-hmm. finding that those steamy scenes, you're still being like, uh, some of them I think, oh, I'm sure the people are listening are like, like, oh, do you still get affected? But for me, it's <laughs> not the, the, oh, baby, come here, you know, kind of a thing after you get off the bush, might be, who knows, but whatever. But yeah. But it's still like, you know, a little bit like, whoa, I just said that out loud. <laughs> um, You know, I guess. I don't know if I, I, sometimes it'll make me giggle. If I have to say certain anatomical words that I don't thoroughly enjoy over and over again, when I come to those, I, I, you know, I have to stop and I'll just do a little giggle because authors are very creative with what they will call body parts. And (laughs) 
those sometimes those those will catch me up, but certain lines or anything, I think those are okay. Maybe after a certain scene, I was like, oh, well, that was a good one. That was okay. Maybe we should get up and walk around a bit. That was a good one. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if I get like embarrassed anymore or anything okay. like that because it's it's kind of you know my job now, and I've done. I think I've gone as far as one can go with certain th- scenes. I haven't done too many that are trigger warning <laughs> label worthy, but um, beyond that, I you know I don't really know. I think I've I've pushed the boundary for myself anyway. Um, but I'm not a person that gets embarrassed easily. Um, I've just never been that kind of person. You know, everyone does it. Everyone listens to it. Like <laughs> as long as I can make it enjoyable for someone else, that's what matters to me. Um, yeah. I guess it's mostly just like the, the creative names that catch me up. Those yeah. are, those are definitely the ones. <laughs> the, the flower and the petals and mm, mm-hmm. the petals, the stroking of the petals for sure. That one, I'm like, mm, that was a choice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Some of the euphemisms that they get there and we're going, mm-hmm. okay, we mm-hmm. went there. All right. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that are just like, you know. I don't want to say, you know, balls to the wall, but that's essentially what it is. (laughs) Just like go for it, you know? And I'm like, good on you. Yeah. You're just going right at it. (laughs) That's actually funny enough too. I think that when it comes down to the male anatomy, Mm -hmm. they'll go straight into it and and they have no problems going, you know, cock, penis, dick, you know, straight to to what it is. But for us, they have to get creative or, you know, and I'm like, uh, right. Yeah. I know it's okay. Right. It's, it's an, an anatomy. I guess, I don't know. I guess people don't want to listen to that kind of thing, which I don't know. Like it is what it is. Like <laughs> half the population has one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, the other half wants it. I mean, whatever. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. no, it, it's always funny how they always, they do that. And I'm going, sometimes I'm, when I pick up a book, I'm going in, I wonder what we're going to go into today. Right. And as far <laughs> as, you know, what will they be calling it now? <laughs> and then as soon as they choose one where they're like oh yeah that sounds good and then they run with it for the rest of the book and i'm like i have to say this phrase multiple Multiple times times. now thank you thank you for that thank you yeah yeah how do you deal with because it happens in not a lot with the romance books the whole concept of like and he growls you know i i actually don't really have any problem with those kinds of, mm, I don't know what they're called, the, I guess, intonation, I'm having a brain fart on what the word would be, but yeah, I don't really have a problem with any of those. I try my hardest, like if it's, you know, a dialogue line that I have to say to add as much of a growliness to it or a, or a whatever. Um, because for some reason I can always imagine what those look like. And I didn't realize until recently that, other people couldn't like, didn't know what those were like, especially ones where like his lips skimmed back or something. I always knew what that meant. It's like he was bearing his fangs or something like that, you know? And then I saw a video, especially like on TikTok where they were like, what does this mean? And I'm like, but it means he, he pulled his, like, have you never seen someone do that? They just like pull their lips back. <laughs> but yeah, the growly one, at least I'd, I've never had to like actually growl. And I don't know if I would do that because that would, you know, be very suspect for the vocal cords. But um, because like uh, right now I am listening to a discovery of which is the second book in it. Um, And I've watched the TV show before and I didn't realize how growly 
<laughs> he was, and because he's not as growly in the, I'm like, maybe she says it in the books and I just didn't pick up on it as much than when I was watching the TV show and he's literally in there going mm, and like growling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I've never seen that before. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. interesting. That's- takes a whole new level of growling, but yeah. yeah. But see, that's from a PR perspective. They're trying to kind of uh, showcase and, and have the viewers see more of the animalistic side of things, right? Of what animals right. do, but also in, in, in contemporary romance, you know, that, and he growled mine, you know, right. and things like that. Right. And so when I hear growl, I'm going, <laughs> you know, Arr, like a pirate, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, or, you know, like, and I'm like, okay. Um, how would I make this sound sexy? Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's the rumbly. I'm... It's the yes. rumbliness. You just got to yeah. give it some rumbly edginess to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's that, <laughs> that like, like uh, mine. I think that that's yeah. what obviously not like that, but yeah, there's been a couple of TikToks that I'm going, oh, okay. That makes a point. That makes it, you know, like right. I get it, but I'm also that too. When it's for the, when it, cause it's been more popular now as of late, you know, that, that descriptive in the, you know, the, the voice and then he growled or stuff like that to her. Mm-hmm. And um, when it first came up, I'm going, so he's like snuggling up to her, kissing her ear. And he goes, she goes like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> she were going with that and I just see it, just see it. I remember he's snuggling. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so yeah. i think it's just one of those they're trying to use it as a descriptive in the voice and it just kind of sounds like ah, like you know because i sometimes have issues just describing the like it, there's a baritone or there's a a, a a gruffness to it and things i think that's what they mean when they want to say growl there's like a bit of that gravelly yeah but the know. the gruff grumbly edge yeah. to it a little uh-huh. bit yeah it's a little bit rougher and maybe not all the way voiced and stuff like that but that's how that's how I always take it. And I I actually do like it when authors use that because it helps direct me. It's like it takes the acting choice off of me. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I know how to say that line now. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't have to come up with a way to say this to try and match whatever the author said because they put it right there. They told me how they wanted it said, which is which is nice. Um can and but I mean I also don't mind when the author says, you know, if there's a bunch of dialogue and they said, they say said over and over and over again. I sometimes feel like authors try so hard to change it up that they change it up too much. <laughs> he intoned this way and he voiced this way. And I'm like, just say said, it's it's fine. I promise you, I, I will run over it and it'll be okay. <laughs> and we'll move on. <laughs> like, Yeah, I think sometimes it's that they're not really clear on the tone of the scene, maybe. Mm-hmm. that they're like they haven't set it up where he's we obviously know he's upset so he's not going to laugh it out you know he's not going to giggle at that line you know he's gonna right. be upset um yeah. and it's just that and then also the the, the type of person I, like you were mentioning who discovery which is when he got yeah. mad he he did growl um on the he show growl. Yeah. yeah he growled yeah. a lot on the show and he yeah. he is the only person i have seen convincingly growl on film He's the only person I've, and I've watched a lot of things. I watched, what was that? Oh, gosh, there was a, mm, when I was younger, it was like a wolf something or other. And they tried to growl a lot in that. And I was like, mm, that doesn't work for me. I don't like that. But then, but then Matthew Royden or Matthew de Claremont will, will growl on screen. And I'm like, yes, sir. I like yep. that. That, <laughs> yeah. that works for me. That does. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that book in audio and yes. I, it, it, the narrator does a fantastic job on the mm-hmm. distinctions between the characters that many times I'm like, wow, that's still just one person. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, and thank God because th- those books are so well written, but they yeah. take place over uh, um, different times. So much time, so many different places. places and people. And uh, oh my, I can't even imagine what sort of like character prep work she had to do for that. I'm like, she must have had pages and pages of things, like the amount of, I mean, it's got to be over 300 characters per book. I'm like, I can't even imagine trying to keep track of all of those people in, in one book. I mean, I, I have done it actually. I'm, you know, I'll say that, but it's, it's rough. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's it rough. is. I'm like, who is this person again? What is, yeah. how do they sound like? What do they do? Um, yeah. And someone, because there's time travel, you know, they right. may have just been, uh, 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 you know, he just walked into the kitchen, looked up and smiled and nodded and walked away. And, right. you know, and then the next, you know, the next couple of chapters they are back in time. And now all of a sudden he has all the screen time and yeah. you're going, Oh yeah, there's a lot more. To Little that. do okay, you know time. that you have to do 15th yeah. century, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I'm really glad that I, I listened to it because of the fact that there's so many different, uh, uh, languages you know, as far as like they have the French words and stuff like that I would have been yeah. reading it and I would have been like and then they went to blah 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 blah, um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, sometimes that's what I feel like when I'm trying to record a book with a bunch of names in it too yeah. I look at it go blah blah blah, 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 blah <laughs> and I wish that's how I could record it <laughs> yeah oh my god that's hilarious but I mean when it comes down to I me mean, they had so much accent work Mm-hmm. And, and the narrator for that book is just so talented, but you guys all have this thing where, you know, when you guys get an accent and now you kind of become known for it right? Um, because you're like, damn, that was so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like, wow. It's like Megan, when she does fill in the blank. Right. And yeah. But what is an accent that you love to perform that you're like, yes, I get to pull out the fill in the blank. <laughs> uh, I have two. I have two. Mm-hmm. I have my French accent and my Scottish. Both oh. of those I I adore, adore doing. Um, I think they sound the best in my voice, um, which also helps. But I've got a lot that are like almost there, but they're not all the way absolutely perfect. And so I'm just too much of a perfectionist. I'm like, no, I can't use that one yet. It's not perfect yet. And I'm just like, just use it. Just, just, just use it. You're fine. But the two that I, the two that I love the most are my French and my Scottish for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are, you are not going to ask me to say anything. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I would <laughs> never. No, no, no. I, there's, it's funny too, because depending on who I'm talking to there, you know, I don't ever like to put you guys on the spot because I know that sometimes there is a bit of a process where you may have to like go and start if you know that you're going to be doing that scene that's British, you're, you know, you start talking with a British accent and you, yeah. you start doing the warm ups and, you know, this and that. So mm-hmm. we never, but some of y'all will just bust out with, <laughs> just bust and, out with it. Yeah. And, and I, and they're like, and I like the, you know, the, the Irish accents and they just start talking and with the accent, like going, keep talking. Keep, <laughs> keep talking. keep talking. Well, my problem, I would, I totally would. I just need something to read. I have a hard time, like, if you ask me to just, yeah, improving it, I've never been super great at improv. So like the improving of the dialogue, I think is what would catch me up more. So, but yes, those two are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> See, French to me, it, it can be such a, um, I don't want to say difficult, but sometimes it can be such a caricature because you automatically go to, you know, the, either the, 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 um, dust 
Buster in, uh, you know, uh, Beauty and the Beast, and right, the Lum- right. a bit of Lumiere and uh, or right. Pepe Le Pew and and, and things all like of those. That. Yeah, that go yeah. too far. Which you know, I think they have their time and place depending on the type of story. You know, if you've got a character that's real snooty and real uppity, and they're French and they're all you know all of that and blah blah blah, and maybe Marie Antoinette would have something closer to that. If you really play it up, it could add to the character work of it, but listening to an entire book with that kind of heavily, heavily accented would get a little stressful after a while. <laughs> it's just not sexy listening to the chef from The Little Mermaid. Le croissant. <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> oh, the foods, you know, no, stop. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay. I listened, I listened to another book. Oh gosh, what was the name of that book? And it was, Gosh, it was so wonderful. It was set in World War II. That's one of one of the genres I love to listen to. And it was in occupied France when Germany was there and it was the liberation of one of the, the French towns. And the, the narrator was American and she was doing all of these French accents. And it was just, you could tell every single character and what sort of what sort of person they were, depending upon how how she accented things. And it's just, it's so, it's so magical listening to something like that when it's done so well. And you can really tell all of those different things and the characters and the, gosh, I just love it. I love it so much. And I hope, I hope that people feel that way when they listen to me, but <laughs> that is what I aspire to be. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that is a lot of times from the listener's perspective, because even though like I love a Scottish accent and, but I also <laughs> know that I probably wouldn't understand a quarter or anything of <laughs> if I was speaking oh, to yeah. a full-blooded Scot. Mm-hmm. Or if I was like going, going over to Glasgow right yeah. now, like I, you'd probably mm-hmm. be like, I'm sorry, sir. What? <laughs> come, come again. And I, and I mean, I can, you repeat it, not the other way. Um, <laughs> uh, like I swear we're both English, but I yeah. do not understand what's happening. Same thing with the Irish and, and it's just funny, you know, and even the British, depending on which dialect you're getting. Right. And, and right. so that's where the importance of um, a little is, is more than enough where you just kind of provide mm-hmm. that bit of the hints. Right. And that totally works. Um, yeah. I will say that in the in the 10 plus years that I've been listening to audiobooks and I've been in this world of romance, um, for me, the narrator that has completely nailed it, like if I, if there was an award for best French accent, John, John Hartley would get it. Oh, and he's yeah. British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, wow, you know, his yeah. his uh, his French is the best out there so if anybody's ever looking for a french accent male um john hartley you need help with practicing your french i Mm -hmm. recommend (laughs) yes 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 no he he did a a book with tj london and it's a historical fiction with elements of romance and so that's what a lot of the romance listeners are like is it romance i'm like there's romance in it but it's the the work is so beautifully done that you end up saying you just listen to it and he was doing two brothers that are the the bad guys kind of thing and my god the accent work and it's like dude you i know you're british i I, now i'm second guessing myself i may be french right right (laughs) right you have to go back and like double check like where where are you from (laughs) yeah john's ears are probably burning (laughs) yeah john yeah but (laughs) that's one of those things where when you find someone that can do such an accent perfectly as that and then you're like trying to pick somebody else up that's that's where i always say sometimes less is more right you don't want to you know i just want to know that you can 
make me believe that flavor. it's French. Yeah. Add the sprinkle to it. Yeah, sprinkle the, of the flavor. Yeah, the croissant, you know, those little <laughs> the certain words and stuff like that. But yeah, otherwise, no, it's okay. But yeah, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. I know the character. I sometimes wonder. No, I don't wonder anymore. I know the authors do this shit uh, <laughs> when they know yeah. who they're working with. Oh yeah, it's almost like they're they're, they're testing the narrator, going, "I'm um, see if they're gonna bust out with the whole hold <laughs> my beer." See what they can do now, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And 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 I've I've talked to some of them, and then they're like, start giggling. I'm like, "What did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "He he he! I know what I did. Just whipped out one character." <laughs> yeah, let's see if they're prepared. <laughs> oh yeah, whether it's that or it's a bit of a tongue twister in some of the words. And I'm oh like, God, oh. pocketed it like Jesus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain words that you know we fumble in normal conversation. I can only imagine you guys in the booth. Oh God, I and it's even, it's even worse. I don't, I'm, I don't want to say it's like worse for me, but it, it is. It feels worse for me sometimes with the with the minor dyslexia that I have because I'll just trip over words that normal people are totally fine with because my brain has decided that, you know, I can't think of something now, but like I'll, I'll flip words around. I'm really good at like, oh, I did it today. Actually. I like to switch words that have the same first letter and the same meaning. So if you used murmured and muttered a couple lines apart, most likely they are going to be flipped and not set it in the correct place. because It's just, that's what my brain decides to do. And then my brain will know that I've said it wrong. So then it'll trip me up on something else. And so I'll end up stumbling and be like, okay, why did I stumble? There was not a hard word there. And I'll go back and listen and be like, oh, because you said the wrong thing. That's why. That's why you were tripping up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's it's, uh, funny how the brain works and and, and tries to really fuck with you. Yes. Whether it's that or the, the, I always say things like, I'm going to go brush my face and wash my teeth mm-hmm. all, the time. all mm-hmm. the time. So I'll flip that. And, <laughs> and same thing that this, a little bit of the, I've never been diagnosed with dyslexia, but I do flip numbers. And so I have to oh, constantly, yeah. you know, when I'm saying them out loud, I, you know, when someone's giving me a phone number for something, I reiterate it. And, but then yep. again, I wrote it down. I said it correctly. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote it wrong and I'm mm-hmm. going, fuck me. <laughs> yes. All yeah. of the time. All of the time. All the time. So yeah, it's It's hard. And like, especially being in this kind of industry too, it's not really talked about how there are certain people within this community that have this, you know, learning problem. And of course it wasn't really that big of an issue outside of doing audiobooks. And, And of course I chose to do the one thing where I would be affected by it with, but like, you know, I have to do so much to my script formatting wise to my script to make sure that I am doing everything possible. Like I bump up, (laughs) this is so embarrassing, but I bump up the type, like the font size for all of my scripts to like 26 to 30, which is huge. Um, And then I change the uh, page color because black on pink is a little bit better than black on white. For some reason that also messes with my brain. Um, and then we have to, it has to be a certain kind of font, like Times New Roman. No, that's a no-go. My brain does not like that font. Um, or I have to, um, I shouldn't say, or I do all of these things. Uh, and then spacing in between all of them and making sure that indents are correct. So I can see where paragraphs are and, you know, all of these things. And 
So that's, those are all of the things that I've learned over the years to be able to do to try and mitigate it. And hopefully by telling you, I can help someone else who's listening can go, oh, okay, <laughs> there's it's some other options. To do. Yeah. And it's not just me. You're not alone. I promise there are lots of us out there <laughs> and we're doing it. We're making it. <laughs> yep, you, I will tell you, I believe it was Scott Brick that's mentioned about the increasing the, the font sizes, Jim mm-hmm. Francione's as well. I also have a, a narrator friend that I know that even in my emails, I need to change the font because it does not work for him. The traditional, yeah. you know, Roman in times, he just, it does not, it's at first I was it's, like, what do you, what the fuck do you mean you don't like it? You know, I was <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, it's Google. I, I, so I literally have to type up my emails, change the fonts, copy paste it because that's what a true friend does after right. you give him You're grief. After so you give him grief. Yes. You, you yeah. realize that it's not them being an asshole. That's just how their brain works. And that's well, okay. if you want to get the information imparted, then you know, yeah, <laughs> he's going to miss the stuff. So yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what's your excuse now, bully? <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's, it's mm. true. But I think also even from a listener's perspective, a lot of people are truly grateful for you guys doing the, the, the audiobooks and the authors that are providing their, their stories in audio, because they would not have been otherwise able to read the story because of things right. like dyslexia. Yeah. Yeah. The people that have it a a lot, lot worse than me, I'm sure. Like my uncle was so bad. He was illiterate for a very long time and they didn't know because he just kind of sort of skated by and it wasn't a time when, when he could skate by, you know, but I mean, it was so bad. He was illiterate up to like third or fourth grade or something like that because he just, you know, he had such bad dyslexia. And back in that time, if he had dyslexia, he would be put into classes that he was not meant to be in, you know, like a, a form of a special ed type class, but it's not, you know, that kind of thing. And it's not that he was, he just couldn't read <laughs> the words swam for him. Um, and I'm so glad to be able to tell those stories for people who wouldn't be able to read it. Otherwise, it's just one of the many things that makes me grateful for the job that I have. Yes, yeah, I always try to advocate, um, especially for our libraries to to have um, the yeah. romance books in there, because I'll go in there and peruse every I try to do that at least once a month and and see who are the, the popular authors that are still not at my library. And uh, mm-hmm. I will add them, make the request. And because I work HR at the day job, I do know the words. <laughs> <laughs> the words to be able to move things along yeah just a lot quicker yeah you know um assist with individuals that are you know hard of reading i have disabilities are not able to you know blah 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 kind of a thing and damn those books get put on there quickly um, <laughs> but i am very fortunate i know not all libraries have that function um, because it is still buying the licenses right but, yeah it's really right. great to be able to have that many of us just take it for granted because we're like mm, do i eyeball read it or do i listen to it and yeah. people don't sometimes realize that they always have that only option. option. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I wish you need to come to my library. They have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Well, a lot of people like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of individuals don't know that you can actually, um, oh God, um, become a member of a different library system that is not where you live. Oh, yeah. Maybe and I so, need to do that then. Mm-hmm. So I know that a lot of libraries, especially the bigger metropolitan ones, so I think like New York is one of them um, that has a library system where for 
almost like a subscription for like, and that just covers the taxes. I think that they have to do for certain things. I don't know how all that works considering it's all electronic, but right. um, hell $25 gets me access for free books. I am there. Right. Uh, especially right. legally free books. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause that's to me what's the most that's important thing. Asterisk, legally. legally. Free books. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Cause I don't know. Let me, let me clarify. Okay. <laughs> No, it's buying and returning shit. No, it's called the fucking library, people. Mm, Anyways. Mm, um, mm, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, for those individuals that might live in a smaller town or a bit more of a conservative town, um, mm. you just have to kind of look to see um, or just ask the question on, on, on your social media. And there's more than many of us that will be happy to give you the list of libraries that will allow you to, you know, subscribe to their system. And just for a small fee, sometimes I think the most I've seen has been like $25 for the year. Right. And yeah. And then boom, there you go. And not only is it just eBooks, but a lot of them have audiobooks. So for yeah. those individuals that have thought about, you know, getting into audio but have not because it's so damn expensive there's a reason for that but also the libraries have them and again for free and yeah. <laughs> legally for legally free. for free and that way you can kind of try things out and kind of see if that's your cup of tea but yeah definitely check it out if you have any questions at all always you know shoot me an email or dm social media hey viv which library was that yeah <laughs> I, I hook a girl up i hook you guys up no worries right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you are going to be in Chicago in September for the Allure event. So I'm so excited. So excited. Yes. It's my first really big event like this, actually, because right when I started, I didn't really feel comfortable going to these big kind of events. When I first started, I was like, I'm I'm not doing enough for that, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as I felt comfortable to be able to do that, what (laughs) happened? COVID hit. So then I was like, (laughs) ah, and honestly, there's nothing worse to me than trying to do a Zoom conference. I just, oh, like, <laughs> I tried, I tried so hard, but like, oh, I just, mm, I would much rather be in person and can like see someone's face as opposed to just like sitting there in front of a camera trying, trying to smile, like, don't pick my nose, like, you know, because kind of <laughs> you never know who's watching. Like, you know, like just, mm, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm very excited to be there in September. <laughs> yeah. So will this be your first event going as a signing narrator? Yes, it will. It will. Mm-hmm. I am very, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm kind of nervous if we're being honest, but yes, I am very excited first time going there and then I'll be at the ball and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. <gasps> it has been such a thing. The last two times I've had to go to fancy events, they were weddings for my friends and I was bridesmaid. So I didn't even have to choose that. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to wear. <laughs> Oh goodness. Yeah. I think the, the major thing for the, for the gala, for those that may not know, um, Allure is the first and only right now event out there that is solely focused on audiobooks. And mm-hmm. so the authors that are signing and the, and the narrators that are all be, are going to be there have all had an audiobook already in production or about to get it published or yes. in the works. And it's the first time other events have started to realize that, oh yeah, there's a fandom here. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we should include them. Perhaps we should include the narrators. I mean, sometimes I will choose a book to listen to solely because I know the narrator and I like them. I'm like, I don't really care what the story is. I just know I like the narrator, so it'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> like- yeah, exactly. I've done that too. And I've discovered so many great um, authors 
And then the right. other way around too, when I know that's an author that's really, really good, I'm going, who, who, who are you? Who are you? Trying to? <laughs> who are you? Who are you? You're going to try right. this. Okay. Let's, let's go and get, tell me, show me, tell me right. kind of thing. But a lore is specifically just for audiobooks. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's two parties, the fire and ice gala, which is going to be lovely yes. themed and the, the official thing, which they were even going to have a red carpet. I which know. I'm hosting. <laughs> so, oh, yay. I'm so excited. I can't I, wait. <laughs> I've so, like, been watching the different shows that have red carpets and even the audience. To know what to do. Yeah. Just to kind of, because I am not, I will never be that person that busts out. So who are you wearing? You know? <laughs> I am wearing um, Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is from Sheen. Uh, <laughs> vintage uh mother of grand grand grandmother pearls and mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep <laughs> post pandemic um shoes <laughs> exactly yeah, uh, yeah so it's gonna be to... like amazon <laughs> yeah i know right amazon sponsored the outfit today yeah today yeah exactly today our sponsor is amazon did you know that you could also try before you buy uh, <laughs> Amazon better sponsor us now is, right. is what should happen <laughs> since we just gave them a huge block for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it's going to be a fun thing, but I also had to come up with a couple of questions to ask you guys, but also nothing that's going to be like deers caught in the headlights right. uh, concept or, or something that's going to make us talk for like 25 minutes. Cause I know that you've got like a ton of people to get through as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I'm sure someone will bust out with Meg, move your ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, sorry, talk too long. Okay, okay bye. Go. <laughs> yeah. And then the other events, the prohibition, which some people mm-hmm. are dressing up for, some others are just kind of going a little bit like in between. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of workshops and panels of sorts for the authors and the narrators that are also yes. going to be very good, including a marketing one, which I think needs to be discussed more. And, for sure. And, um, as far as how to market the audiobooks, but there's going to be so many fans and listeners on there that I, I know that you said you were nervous yeah <laughs> just make sure you bring your cheat sheet of the books that you've recorded prior to you going and okay. more or less what you've has been released and because you're gonna get that question so what, oh, wow. <laughs> what what can I get next and again deers in the headlights uh <laughs> I have yeah. never narrated anything ever. <laughs> that's what my brain will do. <laughs> you know, the book with the blue guy, that's an alien <laughs> with the, with the people and, yeah, the... <laughs> and the, the double appendages and uh, <laughs> who also happens to be a billionaire because there's some authors that love to throw every fucking trope in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I narrated that one. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty sure I did a, an alien prince one. So I think I've got, got both covered. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you're going to be a lot of stuff to sign. So um, mm. maybe bring some Sharpies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. going to get good Sharpies. Maybe get some like colored Sharpies to like stand out so it's not yeah. black. <laughs> yeah. Well, in some cases you'll want the black, but other cases they'll be they'll bring you stuff like um, a penis shaped pillow. Oh, was one that I saw at one convention. Of course, there's a bunch of Kindle covers. <laughs> Deborah Anastasia had something going on. I think it was like a running joke in her reader group. So they had maxi pads that they were oh. bringing to her to sign. I, I will not. <laughs> Deborah, you mean you're going to have to explain this to me one of these days because I saw that and I'm going, what the fuck? What is happening? <laughs> what, what is, is happening? happening? <laughs> and she's 
laughing and yeah you know so yeah you know penis shaped pillows uh Mm, all okay. sorts of fun things so yeah so just a variety oh, like variety. some fabric pens also maybe maybe okay. yeah if you can yeah, yeah that's for sure okay. of pens tend to work really great on, on fabrics anyway so okay okay so, good yeah. so just a variety pack yeah. got it perfect yeah. and of course just uh <laughs> obviously the throat lodgings and stuff like that because they will be talking of course yes lots of talking involved lots. all yes. day all, all of, day all day talking and all night talking. <laughs> yeah, but also you're the, you have the fans, and so one convention. Oh my god, I don't, I don't think she's going to be in this one, but there was one that was that became known as the screamer, and every single oh. time that oh god, every single time that she met up with uh, an author that was on her list, you literally heard her across the entire fucking space, and it was like <laughs> insert yell, you know, like squeak. Oh my god, it's so and so, and I'm like, oh god. First, I'm like, is everybody okay? You know, but then she did it again and i'm like oh I, i'm seeing a pattern seeing the pattern oh. of the screaming yes yeah. i mean i love the energy maybe the volume needs to be brought down a oh, smidgen a little bit yeah it's uh-huh. a smidgen for like large group gatherings that we haven't yeah. done for a couple years thank like, you i think that's maybe. going to be the biggest point <laughs> is that a lot of us have not peopled in a long time and I you have all have not peopled a long time peopled yeah <laughs> <laughs> me and my little booth for the last yeah. couple of years <laughs> yeah i should talk to the the organizer and say do you guys have some like um safety booths or something like right. that, that the narrators can kind of crawl into, crawl into. Uh, for <laughs> um for those moments just yeah just some quiet time uh, <laughs> quiet corner for the narrators <laughs> i I would like to sponsor the quiet corner for the yeah. narrators. <laughs> the introverts, um, myself included, would appreciate mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, that that that's me. That is yeah. very much me. Yeah, but it's going to be so much fun. Um, they have yeah. a, a fun lineup and so many new authors and narrators yeah. that have, I haven't even heard of, but have been having a great time catching up on episodes for the event as well as just kind of catching up on because I think a lot of us do that when we go to an event we're like okay who haven't we read and bam right. buys the book and listens to right. it kind of thing so yeah I'm doing that yeah all all of September will be a, a flash through like how many can I listen to and read <laughs> I know before right? I go to the event <laughs> I know I had a friend that's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. I haven't read anything yet. And I'm, I'm going to be like, I don't know if I'm going to know it. I go, just listen, just listen to the episodes. Consider those cliff notes. Okay. <laughs> cliff note. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I You're love good. it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. For sure. I love your podcast, by the way. I know Aww. I didn't say it before. I love it. I have, I have listened to it and I just absolutely love it. You ask such great questions and you make people such at ease. So it's wonderful. Thank Sometimes you. they can get people can get very stilted with podcasts and stuff like that. And you're like, what am I listening to? But yours are never like that. And I love it. Yeah. I I try to keep it as structured chaos Mm because I I do have my questions in front of me, but I also know that we haven't even touched half of the ones that I have in here, but you mentioned them (laughs) in one aspect or another. Okay. Good. So I'm not going to ask you again about one thing when you've already kind of you know mentioned it it. yeah Yeah. exactly and then we obviously go off on you know the screaming people or or the penis-shaped pillow but it's still at the same time we're talking about i'm not kidding there is one and (laughs) i will be on the lookout for it you best believe i will be on the lookout and i will hand it to you on the red carpet be like look what i brought you (laughs) signed by me just for you (laughs) oh my goodness that's gonna be like i'm putting that on my bed (laughs) and then when i do podcasts i'll bring it into the office with me (laughs) 
it'll be your back support. It'll be nice. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So what's that behind? It's just a penis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Oh God. Yeah. We're going to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. In our quiet yeah. corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. If you see two girls like giggling and stuff like that, you know, in the mm-hmm. corner or something, that's just us. Cause come say hi. Come say hi. Yeah. Or I'm sure someone's going to bust out with, Hey, where's the penis? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just run down the red carpet with it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the pillow penis. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know some of the guys that are going, they'll bust out with something. I'm sure. I'm you know, sure they're they're they can't help themselves. No, they can't. Especially if they're in this industry as well, doing romance novels. Yeah, no, they just yeah. would not be able to help themselves. No, they wouldn't. Um, yeah, like, that's what I'm like, specify. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> yep. yep. So aside from us giggling like, you know, schoolgirls here um, mm-hmm. and having fun, I want to get to know you a little bit better. And so okay. this is also you don't know a lot me of- enough by now. Are you sure? Uh, I, I know <laughs> I do, but this is also where it's a different kind of kind of getting to know you in the sense okay. of how good is she going to come up with this part where it's the two truths and a lie. Right. You know, I've tried to trip you up. I've tried yeah. really hard. I have put so much thought into it. I've yeah. tested it out on people. I will be honest. Oh, see, <laughs> and, and here's the funny part too, is that a lot of people like really would have a hard time coming up with it. And at the end of the day, the ones that really trip you up, are the ones that are, have some truth to it, but just something is different. Ah, you, you learned know? you learned my secret. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> well, I see the getting to know you part is to figure that part out. Right. You know? Okay. So we're going to go now and you're going to tell us three things about you of which two are true and one's a lie. And we got to figure one, which one's that. So what okay. are your three things? Okay. So my first one is that I road tripped across the entire country and back by myself at 22. My second thing is that I have four dogs. Their names are Karma, Charlie, Rocky, and Sally. And my third thing is that I have weirdly small thumbs. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) I told you. I thought about it really hard. Yeah, she did. Because this is where the the trippiness comes into play. She could possibly have the four dogs and not one of those be their names or all of the same names for the one. And then um, that becomes a lie. Um, Right. Yeah. And it could not be her thumbs are oddly small. It could be her pinky. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Hmm. Or road trip by yourself at 22. Could have been at 23. Uh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, all of those probabilities. So I want to say, hmm, the road trip is a lie. No, ah, <laughs> see, <laughs> no, I only have two dogs actually. Ah. So only Karma and Charlie are my dogs. Rocky and Sally are dogs that I have taken care of consistently over the past four years. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So yes, I did road trip across the country by myself at 22. I took about four weeks and went south and took 10 all the way over, went all the way through Texas and uh, up that, up California, and then came back around. So I missed the Northeast, but I did the Southwest and Midwest essentially. So, and then I do have weirdly small thumbs. I didn't know what to call them. I call them (laughs) really my midget thumbs, but I didn't know if that was appropriate. No. So. I will, I will show you my thumbs in September. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, see, yeah. yeah, see, I, I should have gone with the dog. Mm-hmm. 
Alien. You had it. You were you were thinking about it at yep, first. I was. Yeah. This is where I I'm still learning to follow my gut instincts. Right. <laughs> Your gut was to go with that one. Yep. You you actually said it. You, you were like, yeah. the names could be wrong. I was like, well, <laughs> well mm, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't make any noise. <laughs> <laughs> yep no nope, oh, that was fun thank you you're welcome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worked really hard at it i will be honest with you yeah. i tried it on like three or four people so. oh goodness yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you could easily have thrown something in there like i have never narrated a romance in which fill in the blank <laughs> right <laughs> right so many but that's why i swear this is it's fun for me but also just the the the, the psychology of it all it's like how much time they may or may not have spent on it, but also how the the thinking processes are like, I'm going to, there was one uh, guest that did basically the same, quite the like reasons or whatever, the, the answer, the, the things, but they only changed one aspect of it. So it was either like, they have never traveled to, you know, something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I was like, damn. Oh, so it's oh, like, yeah. they never traveled to Spain. They never traveled to France. Yes. They never traveled to England. Yeah. And then you have to choose and you're like, I know. And I'm like, not, <laughs> not only that, but I mean, pretty simple. Right. right. Um, yeah. But at the same time, devious. <laughs> well, you also don't learn too much about them when you yeah. do it that way. And the intention yeah. was to learn about people. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think you've learned pretty major things about me at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially the small thumbs. So. <laughs> That is the most important bit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm impressed at the whole traveling in a road trip at 22. So, well, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. It really doesn't ever feel like that big a deal to me. It was just something that I did. I got out of a really bad breakup and I was like, I need to find myself again. <laughs> I need to figure out who I am out of this really bad situation. And I did. I found myself. I went camping. I visited cities. I visited national parks. I figured out what I loved and what I didn't. And uh, on the West Coast, it was very strange for me to see the sun setting over the water after living on the East Coast for so many years, knowing that the sun rises over the water. (laughs) My brain was like, wow, I just, I couldn't, it just was not comprehensive. Not compute. Yeah. Mm Yeah, I have yet to go over to the West Coast. I have a friend that lives in uh, Oregon that's been like, you have to come. I'm like, oh, I'm so trying. Funny. It I is. Loved, I loved Oregon. Make sure you figure out, you know, timing wise of when to go because they do get snow very late into the season. I took my trip at the beginning of April. So I got out to the West Coast around because I was taking my time and whatever. I got out to the West Coast around the end of May, beginning of June, and I went to Crater Lake in Oregon. And at the top of Crater Lake, they still had 12 feet of shoveled snow on either side of the road. I was like, it's it's June. Why, yeah. why is there snow? What what I, I don't <laughs> yep. understand why there is snow right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So later in the summer it's a good time got it thank you yeah, yeah and, she, and my friend that's out there she's outdoorsy too so she's gonna bust out with wanting to climb mountains and be in the I woods do like the outdoorsy things which is like what oregon is known for yes <laughs> yes 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 i am the girl that would just like to can you guys okay i'll wait for you here while i'm reading the book <laughs> i like I like the outdoors, but I, you know, it's just no. <laughs> or what you do is you put on an audiobook and you go hiking so you can get the best of both worlds of listening to the book and the hiking. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting book, but at the same time, not anything that would make me want to 
stop right because you're focused on a specific particular scene so yeah. you know no you know like, what oh look cliff <laughs> drop yay <laughs> must yeah. keep going <laughs> yeah so choose choose our books wisely yes 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 i'll definitely be calling you yeah <laughs> when i make that trip beforehand to just kind of get a list <laughs> where to go what to listen to yeah exactly yep Yep. perfect (laughs) (laughs) so before we go why don't you Mm -hmm. tell us what you're currently working on what's coming up next for you that you can share sure so i've got a couple different things that i am working on and or coming up in the next couple months the most recent one that will be out probably hopefully depending upon how slow things are released um it's called shadows of fury it's part of the shadow realm series and it's book four in the series by brenda k davies and i absolutely love it it's a uh, a fantasy romance and it's just the story and the plot are are amazing and wonderful. And it's not getting nearly enough attention that I think it deserves. It's just, I don't want to give too much away, but it's, it's a great book. There's, you know, werewolves and fae and vampires and and all of the things and the realms are being threatened and yeah. And the romance is spot on. If (laughs) I do say so myself. Um, so that's one that's coming out. Um, I've got two historical fictions coming out within the next couple of months, Island of Gold and Sea of Shadows by Amy Maroney, both of which are set in the Greek Isles in the 1500s. So mm. those are a little bit different, a very big challenge with all of the accents like we were talking about. So I'm super excited for those to come out. And then the last couple are the part of the Whistling, Whistling Island series by Julia Clemens. Those are going to be a little bit later, probably in October that are coming out uh, with Podium Audio. So I am very, very excited about all of the books I got coming out. Got some good stuff. Yeah, they sound great. You had me at, you know, shifters and werewolves and oh my. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All of those have at least a little bit of romance in them as well. Um, They may not be super romancy, but. Oh um, no, that's fine. The first one is for sure, but the other two are a little bit romance light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I um, it, it's funny too when it comes down to the 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 fantasy of it, um, and the urban fantasy. Usually, the heroine is the main character, and there may or may not be some romantic elements to it. But usually, the the whole aspect of that romance develops over the whole series, and that's right. usually like four or five books, so or more. Yeah, depending that's a big on the commitment. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it is a one that I am fine with doing, so long as the book and the series are good. <laughs> yeah. And I don't speed up my, my audio. So. Ah, neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. My no. brain doesn't work that way. It just sounds out, starts sounding like, and I know it works for some people, but yeah, my brain. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. For, for me, there was one time I did it um, just because the story was, I was not jiving with it and right. I couldn't, but it got to the point where I literally had to question myself in, is that the way the narrator actually sounds? Because it's not the. I've been hearing how he's so damn good. And I'm going, that is not. Right. <laughs> <I see. laughs> right. And then you remember that you've sped things oh, up. And of right. course I it's not. It. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. why. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I quickly learned. I'm like, nope, that is definitely not my cup of jam. That one time I tried, I'm like, can't do it, Captain. No, no. no. I've actually had to 
slow people down, which I'm sure the people that speed up their listening are like, you do what? But I've had to slow a couple of narrators down. I was like, I know that they sound good. They're just, they're speaking real fast for me. So I want to be able to understand what is happening in the book. And Mm -hmm. I had to slow it down, which then also has its own host of problems. But then you're like, really, did you extend out like that on purpose? And then I'm like, oh no, they didn't. That was just me slowing it down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's always like when they're like, oh, I've read like seven books this week. And I'm going, sorry to be a Debbie Downer, but um, are you speeding it up? Yeah. Right. Okay. Then bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like good for you. I'm so, good I'm so you. glad that you love to consume them and you're, you're consuming that many of them. I so happy for you. I need, my brain needs a little bit more time. That's just, I, maybe it's like an auditory processing disorder or something where <laughs> yeah, I, I often wonder. <laughs> yeah. Because, and there's some that the listeners are always raving about the narrator and their performance and the tones of the voices, but I'm also going, but you sped it up. So how, how, you know what I mean? My, like, my <laughs> yeah. Like how are you catching all that? You know? So it, it's always like one of those, like, if I kind of like, maybe I'll kind of get a couple of them in the room at, uh, at Allure. And say, right. okay, how does this to really the walls? Work? How does this really work? Because <laughs> this is what I'm finding when I'm doing it and it ain't working for this girl. So mm-hmm. explain yourself. <laughs> right. right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm intrigued, but at the same time, I'm going, it can't possibly be that. You know what I mean? So, but I digress. It's funny how different brains work. Like and, and I think that, that and I think that that's what must be it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just something in the auditory that for them it works. And so they can still hear it. Where right. I am going, cheek monk. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if someone speaks at me too fast, I'm like, huh? What? Mm-hmm. What do you need? <laughs> it takes like two <laughs> minutes before it actually sinks in. Oh, you needed that. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I am looking forward to the books that you're coming out, especially that Shadow of Fear. I'm going to look into that one. I yeah. Love a good shifter. And now, you know, kind of PR worlds. I need to get back into one of them. Um, yeah, she's yeah. Uh, it's an unfinished series and she's continuing on. I am recording book five soon too, uh, mm. probably in the next couple months. And then she's already got book six planned for 2023. So nice. it continues on and the romance starts in book one and continues on through it. So good. Yeah. Battle things together. It's really good. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. All, awesome. all of her books. I absolutely love. She's an amazing author. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Meg, for taking the time to hang out with me today. It's been so much fun. You're welcome. This has been so much fun. I am so glad I was able to hang out with you. Yeah. And I'll get to do it again in person in September at Allure. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And- so I will be including all of your social media and you know information so people can go and follow and Perfect. yeah and that will be over on the post for this episode at Viviana Enchantress of Books so if you're not following you should <laughs> because like why not hello I know sounds awesome she's awesome <laughs> I'm just saying but anyways but everyone thanks again for listening and until ha- next time happy listenings thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Michelle Bastard, Brandy Schmidt, April Branson. The audiobook loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook loving. We thank you for your support.
Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, VivianaEnchantressOfBooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.